0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank the III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve even deeper into the electric boogaloo shit show that is Saddle <laughs> Ranch. Today we'll be discussing episode eight, Sexy Snow Dance. Uh, <laughs> the episode title
1: is stupid. Real stupid. And I... I mean, we have two more episodes of this and I'm I'm curious what is, you know, 10 episodes seems like a lot for this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there's so many ups and downs and I meant to check the rating of today's actual episode on IMDb because overall it's one of the high, I think it's the highest rated show we've ever done, but I feel like today's episode should be rated pretty low because it was pretty boring.
1: I still can't, That that's offensive to other shows we've covered. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not willing to, to give them that. Um, so anyway, any house cleaning or fun things we want to discuss? I know. So Frank and I got together for the Vanderpump Rules finale, um, had a little viewing party so we could touch on that, but then maybe get into pod stuff after that.
0: Oh, for sure. Let me, and let me pull up Twitter really quickly because we did have some Twitter stuff. Um, oh yes. Um, so Chris, Massey1, Um, tweeted us and this was on our radar and we're so excited for it. Um, The brand new Hulu doc that actually already dropped Yes. um, about like the ladies of the early 2000s. Um, It's all like Paris and Lauren and Tinsley and like everybody. So I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to watch it until Monday, but I'm very excited to watch it on Monday. And thank you, Chris, for letting us, uh, giving us the heads up
1: on that. And I feel like when we saw the trailer or we read the article about it, we had considered the idea of a special episode depending on what's in it. So still on on the table, I think. I haven't watched it yet either.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. The only reason I haven't watched it yet is I was going to watch it this weekend and my stupid boyfriend is here this weekend and (laughs) he would not care for it. So I'm going to have to wait until he's gone on Monday to watch it on my own. (laughs)
1: Well, I commented that hopefully it'll help fill the void now that Vanderpump Rules Season 10 is winding down. But that brings me to the finale. And my question for you and our listeners, will reality television ever be this good again? Did we did we just peak?
0: Um, I don't think so. I, okay. I think there'll be even bigger and better scandals on the horizon.
1: I appreciate your optimism. Yeah. <laughs> I just... The amount that this has given me from like March first until now—the research, the Reddit threads, the social media memes, the laughs, the viewing parties—it is—it has is really fed me. And well, I, I, I think, don't know.
0: I think part of the reason why for you that it would seem like this is the end-all, be-all is you're off Housewives, so you didn't get to ride the amazing, delicious roller coaster that was the Jen Shaw of it all. So this obviously has been bigger than Jen Shaw, but like I feel like Jen Shaw was. Closely comparable.
1: Okay. All right. No, it's true. I mean, and honestly, if Vanderpump rules were not such a, you know, shitstorm this season, I would say that Summer House has been quite an enjoyable shitstorm as well. Yeah. <laughs> um agreed. But anyway, hot takes from the finale and any anything you think we're gonna learn in the reunions.
0: Well, somebody posted and I almost sent it to you on um actually it wasn't even on Reddit, it was on one of my Bravo groups. They like Zabruder taped the um, scene where Raquel and Schwartz are in the kitchen talking, and there's like a drug baggie on the counter that she like scoops up. Um, I haven't go back in to rewatch it. Yeah, but I have to see the stills. The stills, but there's a lot. I need to go back and rewatch it. I haven't rewatched it yet. I'm gonna do that on Monday as well.
1: Well, so I'll have you know, I saw that and i saw that you had already liked it and then, then i sent it to like six people oh, okay I felt, <laughs> I felt very vindicated by that because i am convinced that that's part of the reason they think their love is so cosmic is that they're just fucked up all the time
0: and of course the new and i don't believe this at all and it's popping up absolutely everywhere is because that Raquel she's is allegedly pregnant and that's going to come out at the reunion but i don't believe that for a minute
1: yeah it is so <laughs> i texted frank yesterday because i had a heart attack because I went to the gym and when I was done, I put my phone on do not disturb at the gym because I I don't want to text people back. And I had two different people text me about it. So then I was I thought in in you know the 45 minutes I was at the gym that it actually got officially announced. And so I had a full-blown <laughs> reality television heart attack and texted Frank and then I was like, never mind, never mind.
0: Well, it is on wildfire because the first time I saw it, it was basically like, oh, there's no way this is true. And then everyone started picking it up and it's just gaining momentum, it's everywhere. I mean, I don't, I do not think it's true, but I'm starting to see it everywhere now.
1: So, and this is because apparently there's was, I guess, an article in Variety that says that something comes out in the reunion that they believe, that the cast didn't know and will change some of the cast's willingness to film season 11. That's like how it was phrased.
0: Change it like they won't be willing to film season 11 or they would now want to. Like that's a little ambiguous.
1: I think it's that some of them won't want to. So some of the other theories, one was that Raquel is either pregnant or had a miscarriage or whatever. Another one is, you know, people get really wild with it that the Raquel and Brock rumor turns out to be true, but Sheena's all over the place with Brock still. So I don't see no, that No, it's not true. Um, maybe something having to do with Schwartz and how long he knew and how much he covered up or like he was really lying to people as long as Sandoval and Raquel. Um, I think another one that somebody posted on Facebook was that there's going to be a bit of a battle with their production crew because they've all been working together for over a decade. Some of them are considered friends. And I think some of the cast were like, wow, you actually value this show more than you value our friendship. Yeah. Um, so that might be what it is. I don't know.
0: Guess i will find out.
1: Yeah, that's part of why the Raquel pregnancy rumors were on wildfire, I think. So yeah, but other than Ariana, who her composure is otherworldly. Like I, I just could never um my after her my mvp of the finale was sheena
0: oh a thousand percent yeah
1: she dressed him down and it was so satisfying and i love that when they were done she just said i can't be your friend anymore and you don't deserve friends
0: one of the things i thought was interesting did you see that i think it was andy just came out and said that despite <laughs> the rumors there aren't past cast members coming back for season 11 so the jackson britney of it all is bullshit
1: oh thank god I'm not, I, I'm not here for that. I don't.
0: I'm not either. And honestly, I thought that, um, I thought it may not be true when all of that stuff came out that Jax just like this week was shitting all over. I mean, not that I have any allegiance to Lisa Vanderpump, but was like shitting all over pump closing and like her lying about why it was. And I'm like, she's in an EP on the show. Like, if you you're truly toast. want to be back on this, you should not be like shitting all over your bots before you you're even started filming again. So I, I was skeptical of the whole him and Brittany coming back thing anyway.
1: Oh, God, that makes me so much happier. Well, he was the one that kept saying it. So we all should have known then that it was complete trash.
0: I know, but I, I would love it if Kristen came back.
1: I did want a little bit more out of Kristen's scene. She deserved a bit better than that. Well, and I was confused by it because based on
0: all of the pictures and stuff that were going around at the time, I thought she was there with everyone. Yeah. Like Kristen had gone over with all the girls to rally around her. I thought we were going to get a scene of that. I was shocked to discover that it was just the two of them. and like a sagey, burning, cleansing ritual thing. I was a little surprised. Also, I... I'm gonna give Kristen credit, and I can't figure out if she a truly has grown so much that she doesn't give a fuck, b wanted to seem super sincere, and like she was running over there last, like like the fact that she didn't do hair or makeup and showed up looking so schlubby, like I it was definitely a choice, and I'm I'm intrigued by it.
1: Me too. <laughs> My friends and I texted about it the next day, down to the gross like house slides. Yeah. Like, those are, that's what you go get your mail in, girl. What are you, what are you wearing? Yeah. Well, so I still remember when Kristen and Carter were breaking up and she's packing up their apartment and Stasi goes over and says, nobody can look like tragedy the way Kristen can. And so yeah. I think it was that. I think it was, you know, her sort of wanting to commiserate and be a friend. So she came over just pure yeah. head to toe. Like, I'm going to be in this with you.
0: And I, for me, the highlight of the, entire episode was justice for Kristen when they showed the flashback when she was like, Ariana can have him good luck with like, he's the best liar in the world. He I mean, just like broke it all down. And I was like, Oh, Kristen, girl.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing too, for re Kristen and her house slides, though. So if she had come over to Ariana's house, like she like the time she went to Sandoval's to pick up her mail in her green dress, that would have been weird, too. Yeah. But I just—I still expected maybe some denim and real shoes, not necessarily and some makeup. Yeah, not—not not her leggings. <laughs> and Dwayne, do does she live
0: in Valley Village? Because they made it look like she walked over.
1: So she did, but then when she dated that guy Alex, she listed her house for sale. Yeah, so I don't know where she lives now.
0: Because I don't think she actually walked over. I think she had drove there, but they didn't <laughs> seem like she was just like tromping down the block.
1: I know. Um, My other honorable mention, not for season long, not for the whole episode, but just for this one bit of dialogue was Katie when she told (laughs) Schwartz, you sound like a country song. Yeah, that was it. That was enough. I I liked that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I'm down for a reunion viewing party if you are, by the way. So keep me posted. All right. Um, shall we get into the sexy snow dance?
0: Sexy snow dance. Yeah. Um, thank God we had Vanderpump to talk about this episode because, um, there's not much else to talk about. Like this was a snooze fest.
1: I have a quick saddle tattle and I moved further down the list in the cast because I still can't, I can't in good faith confirm that that woman we think is Cassie is Cassie. I'm still trying hard. I'll go back to it. But I can't, I can't match up a single tattoo. The face is just a little too different for my liking. So I'm still, I had to move on. Um, So today's Saddle Tattle is Candy Potts, P-O-T-T-S, which sounds, it sounds like, it's like Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. It's like a cartoon name. So it also is like a
0: stripper name or a a hooker name, like Candy Potts.
1: Yeah. So Candy graduated from Miami Dade College in 1992 with a bachelor's in English Lit. So if she Wait, graduated, so if she graduated, 1970. You,
0: you said she graduated in college in 92. Yeah. So let's see. I should have graduated college in 95. So she, is, she should be like 53 now. Yeah, like
1: 1970. Yeah. Yep. Um that so i found that helpful but then the big kicker for all of us candy is still working at saddle ranch
0: that i knew when i okay. was doing my social media following stuff for the podcast i did know that so
1: candy is regional director at saddle ranch Chop house and she has worked there for over 13 years Insane. only
0: f- for 13
1: yeah that but means I... that she
0: hadn't been working there that long when because the this show was on in 2011. I know so she must have just started.
1: She'd been there a year. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I she has no job history before Saddle Ranch. So this is it for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's also been doing business development for a company called Elevate My Brand in Burbank. And she's been doing that in addition to Saddle Ranch for five years. She is also co-producing a drama thriller film right now um, called Beyond the Rush starring John Savage and Jace Bartok. And neither of those names rang a bell, but they are sort of like that guy actors. So John Savage was in Deer Hunter and he played somebody in Hair. So he's a little bit older. And then Jace Bartok was also a little bit older, but he was in School Ties and Swing Kids and Suburbia and Episodes of Oz. And so they've both been in a lot of things, but they just don't stand out to me when I look at them. Okay. Okay. Um, so you can find candy on Instagram and her bio says aunt chronic optimist tea connoisseur. She is a very proud aunt. Both of her nieces are beautiful. Um, and I wondered if she might be gay. So um, this is all doesn't matter if she is. No idea, but she took, I mean, she always posts a lot of Instagrams every time she goes to New York, but one of them, she came, seems specifically for New York Pride in 2022, and then she posted a group of, pick a, a group shot with her friends, all female friends, and it says, camping out for our favorite rock star, Rachel Maddow.
0: Oh, yeah. This that didn't seem, to me.
1: yeah, I don't know, it just, that that's all I'm going on, so it's very stereotypical and possibly <laughs> so about, that. um, but that's just it had me wondering. But she looks amazing, like she's actually aging backwards. So this is one of the pictures of her last summer when she was in New York at Pride that I'm sending to you now. So, um, what's so her Instagram handle? Candy Pots.
0: Oh, Candy Pots. Yeah. Or like a drag queen name. It definitely doesn't sound like a real name.
1: Yeah. But she
0: <laughs> I accidentally put in Candy Poots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but she looks great and she's still at Saddle Ranch. So when we're in LA, we'll have to go.
0: C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-T-S?
1: P-O-T-T-S.
0: O oh, P O T T S. Oh, there she is.
1: Scroll down to the one of her in the pink tank top.
0: Pink tank.
1: Oh yeah, she looks really good. Yeah, she doesn't look that good in every picture, but I thought that one really did her justice, and she looks happy and she looks good. She um, looks like she's been working out.
0: Judy Z's Sports Tavern and Kitchen. Yeah, I wonder if this is a lesbian bar. Maybe. Here, let's. I'm going to pull up the. Let's do some sleuthing. Okay. Judy <laughs> Z's. Why can't I make this bigger? Keen. Kids enjoy exercise now. Just tell me, Chipotle may. It, okay, welcome to a modern day sports tavern and kitchen of the Lexus of the Universe. Mm, it says family like atmosphere, which could mean families or it could mean gay people. I don't know. I can't tell if it's a. I mean, it's definitely like a woman run sports tavern. So I feel like that leans towards lesbian. And there is a picture of her with a drag queen. So.
1: Yeah. It didn't. It feels both very basic of me to say, but it also could possibly be that much of a no-brainer. I'm not sure. Also, the logo we should say of Judy Z's Sports Tavern, which Candy's pictured at several times, is an older woman with short hair holding up sports pennants.
0: Yeah, who looks very like lesbianic. Yes. Um. Interesting. Well, I like that reveal that yeah. she may be a lesbian. I'm here for it.
1: I like although some- it
0: it does um make it seem sad that she fired the only gay person on the other gay person on the show, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but Taylor also. Let's not forget Taylor left work on his own accord.
0: Oh, and also she's got a rainbow. Well, I mean, she also she could she had just a be rainbow an ally. Mass. I was going to say, she's got the rainbow mask, so she might just be an ally.
1: It's true. I mean, and kudos to either one. I don't know. But that, I was just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm here for candy. Yeah, food for thought. But that's all I got. I mean, she's still at Saddle Ranch. It's insane. And she looks good. She made me happy. Her and Nancy. Her and Nancy. Best glow. Oh, and Noah. All glowed up now. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yep. All right. Are you ready? I am. Okay. I'm going to skip the summarizing the episode like they do in the first vignette because I feel like (laughs) I did that in our last episode. And I was like, well, if I were a listener, I'd probably turn it off now because we've already disclosed how boring this is. (laughs) So we open the episode at Saddle Ranch, of course. And Rob and Rachel are working together behind the bar and we just get so much exposition of rob and rachel every time they're on screen together you know they've argued a few times but they work really well together she's a rad girl she's a great listener she's really sensitive and receptive and this so rob is talking to alex about how much he likes rachel and alex says well she deserves a great guy she's been through a lot and she's dated the biggest assholes on the planet and the scene ends with Rob saying that he chooses. He thinks that happiness is a choice. And so he chooses to be happy and he knows he's got a dope life or something to that effect.
0: That I, is not Rachel's philosophy.
1: No. I will say I I appreciate the philosophy. I find something very heartwarming in that, you know, to sort of take stock and be grateful every day. That's very nice that's not quite the vibe I get off Rob, but (laughs) that doesn't mean he doesn't do it. So it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it, but you know, it was a, it was a bit surprising coming out of Rob's mouth. So do you have anything to say about the Rob and Alex of it all?
0: No. I mean, the only thing my, I had nothing to say about that, but the only thing that I found surprising was that they were making such a big, excited deal about, I mean, Rachel and Rob were about like working together that night. And I thought they worked together all the fucking time.
1: I know. I don't know. Or maybe they are kept apart because everyone knows they're dating. I really, I have no idea. I mean,
0: according to this show, it makes it seem like the only bartenders are Cameron, Rachel, and Rob.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So he's either working with Cameron or he's working with Rachel. Or, I I don't know. Like, I feel like it it wouldn't be that odd of an occurrence that they would be behind the bar at the same time, but maybe that's just me.
1: Yep. So then we go to, is it International Dance Academy?
0: Oh, yes. I looked it up. It's the International (laughs) Dance Academy in Hollywood, also known as the IDA. It is still in existence. And the only locations are in Hollywood and Copenhagen.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) according to their website, they actually are a pretty big deal. They were listing like all of these huge performers that they have provided like backup dancers and stuff for. And it was a pretty big thing.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, well, Cassie is auditioning for the Hell's Bells, the burlesque group that she met probably like, what, two or three episodes ago? Yeah. And so they say that they do burlesque around California, and so she does a solo for them in this dance studio.
0: Them being Ali and Natasha.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, so she's doing a lot of sort of like stepping around and flipping her hair and like I don't I don't really have that much to say about her, her dancing in the scene. But they ask her to do it one more time and they say less cheerleader, more raunchy, more and then sexy. One of them said raunchy. Oh, they
0: said raunchy, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so then I realized, oh, yeah, she was reminding me of a cheerleader. That's what it was. Like, I hadn't put it together until the person said it. And then she, Cassie admits that she's heard that feedback before about cheerleader moves. Now, here's the
0: thing. Like, I cannot dance. I am not a dancer. Um, I have no right to comment on anyone else's dancing. I don't think she's that great. Like, I think no. she knows the moves but she does not seem like a natural dancer. Like it didn't seem very flowy to me.
1: No, it's it's weird too, because they're not showing us the dance like in its entirety either. So for all we know, maybe it is better when you see it as one piece. Maybe it's a reflection of the dancing style at the time. You know, like, is this very like rock of love? I don't, I don't know. It, it, I agree though, it's sort of hard to tell. And then the women say to her, You know, like, she has technique, but what she doesn't have is sort of, like, that presence, that burlesque, that fluidity, but that can be taught.
0: And so, Which is funny, because I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the technical stuff can be taught, and the other stuff can't. Like, I, I mean, I'm not a dancer, again, I don't know, but I would feel like it would be the other way around.
1: Yeah, I don't. I I don't know either. Um, so what I find interesting is they tell her that the raunchy version is much better, and they they say, "Why don't you come perform with us on Monday at the Viper Room?" And so perform was an interesting verb because I think what it means is a round two audition. Of some yeah, kind.
0: well, the other thing, and I put I did put in my notes that I feel like production did Cassie a little dirty because she obviously was not dancing to the songs we were hearing because she was dancing to some song they didn't have the rights to. And the music they played for us, for her to dance to did not match her dancing and did not do her a solid. Like I feel like they kind of set her up for failure with that.
1: Yes. My note says, wish we could hear the real song. Yeah. So she has three days. She has three days to put together apparently a new routine different than what she just did for them, get a costume, and put it all together by Monday. Yes. Yeah. So then we go to Saddle Ranch and Cassie tells Cameron about her show. She tells Dave and Alex and um, somebody asks if she's gonna get naked, but she says she's not. And she invites Nick and she says that she's excited to have Nick in the audience cause she can sort of play with their chemistry and bring out their sexual tension as she dances and then she tells noah that she has 3 days to choreograph a solo and noah looks horrified by how short of a time window she has and then he says i mean she dances okay
0: which is i feel like noah was just validating what we just said like <laughs> i think that she's fine but i you know i think technically she's fine but i don't think she has like the soul of a dancer
1: no no whereas we know that noah still does yeah um so then it is 6 a.m. and the group is going snowboarding. And Nancy jokes that that's normally her bedtime.
0: Which I, she was MVP of the episode for me for that.
1: I assumed you would resonate with that, yeah.
0: I did, very much uh, so.
1: Yeah, so they are going on a snowboarding trip. They've rented, like, a bus. Don't mind my dog sneezing. And Rob says to the group he doesn't want to hear complaining or whining rachel is ecstatic she says she's not a great snowboarder but you know she knows what she's doing and um oh i meant to look up the song that was playing when they were in the bus because it was very of the time and i was surprised that we heard it as clearly as we did and i forgot my notes as to look it up oh did you watch it on amazon yes
0: did you not cuz mine show it was like it it had a little like sidebar thing and it was like this is the name of the song and the band just featured by VH1 blah blah it said it
1: Oh well like they were I also promoting it
0: and I think that's why we heard it
1: So part of the reason I watch on my laptop so I keep the screen open while I'm typing notes so like my screen's actually pretty small and so I didn't stop to hover um, yeah, no, I I noticed because it
0: was the only time that's ever happened when watching the show, and I thought it was very weird that they like singled it
1: out. Yeah, it was very, it stood out to me a lot. So that's why I was going to look it up. No. Well, this is just going to... No, it's, it's a lost cause at this point, because I only wrote down like a snippet of one lyric, so that's not going to be good. Um. So Alex is with the group, too, and she says she looks cute, but she's normally a skier, not a snowboarder. Somebody remarks that it's cold and they are at the Mountain High Ski Resort, which is a convenient hour and a half drive from downtown L.A. (laughs) Is that what they're? (laughs) I looked it up. (laughs) Way to go. Good for you. So then immediately as they all get like suited up and sort of get ready to start snowboarding for the day. Rob looks at Rachel and says, why don't you pair up with Cameron and help her out? Because Cameron has never snowboarded before. And so then Rachel is playing instructor, which she admits she did not sign up for. And Cameron is wondering why she doesn't have poles because she wants poles. So she doesn't fall like a skier. And then we just get all these montages of the boys ripping it up on the mountains and Rachel is sort of like wrangling toddlers down in the flats, basically.
0: I I didn't understand a lot about all of this. It's like if you've never because I don't think it was just Cameron. I thought that like Kathy and Nancy hadn't been snowboarding either.
1: I don't. Cassie wasn't there. That was Nancy. Cassie wasn't there. Uh Uh-uh.
0: Are you sure? I thought she was
1: maybe i didn't see they, even in my notes though.
0: wrote like what the fuck is kathy thinking going snowboarding when she doesn't know what she's doing right before her big dance audition
1: so i saw alex i saw cameron i saw nancy and rachel
0: oh okay maybe i i miss the saw, other thing i, I assumed Cassie was there
1: the other reason i assumed Cassie wasn't there is because her wrist or whatever is still broken because in her dance audition she still had her wrist on her oh she on. did i didn't even notice yeah yeah.
0: Um, but, but the reason none of this, made, like the people, like you take fucking lessons.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Like, why didn't they sign up for lessons? I don't.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the girls are looking rough all over the place. They're just, you know, this is why I never had a desire to try and learn snowboarding because I've heard all you do is just fall down all day long, like knees, butt, whatever. So the girls are just falling all over the place and they decide that they need to go to the bar, that that's just what will turn this day around and they go to the bar. And so we see them leaving the bar and they've decided that even though they can hardly stay on their fucking feet, that they're going to get on the chairlift and do some proper snowboarding this time.
0: And Rachel has had five Irish five. problems in what, a half an hour, I think she 20 said? 20 minutes. Yeah. First of all, I would be vomiting everywhere. Everywhere. How
1: do you even finish those mi- that many in 20 minutes?
0: I don't know. I don't Did know. She-
1: I really hope that she means like mini Irish car bombs. There's no way.
0: Uh, well, I think
1: she's a pretty big drinker.
0: I mean, we know she was a pretty big drinker. She's sober now, but
1: right. But an Irish car bomb is technically dropped into a glass of Guinness, right? Yeah. And you think she put down five of those in 20 minutes. That's real gross. Yeah, I know. Also, wouldn't she like wet herself by the time she got up the chairlift? Like that's so much fluid. What? Um,
0: Maybe she did. Who knows?
1: Oh my god! I I just I but I mean I wrote it down in all caps because I was horrified, and then I just prayed they were the mini ones. But even
0: so, but I have a feeling they yeah. were probably like the normal size ones. Like she's like she down.
1: I mean, booze wise, it doesn't matter if the Guinness was involved or not, because even if she took five shots in twenty minutes, she is she's shit canned. Yeah, and she even admits it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is that that's how you know that she's she's really wasted. So this is where somebody says the shit hits the fan. They can hardly stand up. And Cameron doesn't know how to stop, which she had already said when they were down like pre chairlift pre-bar, she said she she doesn't know how to stop. And so they're at the top of this mountain and she kind of like slides down the hill too far because she doesn't know how to like pull over or stop herself. And this instructor kind of takes pity on her. Like you see this guy sort of I think at one point he's going backwards and trying to help her navigate down this hill that she's not doing a very good job at. And Rachel I don't I don't know what Rachel's doing, but she's like sliding by Cameron basically like in a huff and kind of on her butt. And what does she say to her? Uh, she
0: uh, she said a bunch oh, of
1: she shit. Says, she says fuck off Cameron. That's yeah, I mean was. she yeah.
0: so Rachel is livid because she feels like Cameron has ditched her. She, they get to the top of the mountain. Cameron can't control herself. Goes sliding off into the abyss. And yep. Rachel has taken that as you have left me. Like I spent all morning helping you. And you have now left me. So that is her major malfunction damage.
1: Yep. Um, so then of course they somehow make it down the hill alive. And so Rob is again put in this position of trying to calm Rachel down. And she's not having it. And she's freezing. And she wants to go home. And he's like you're gonna let that ruin your day blah 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 and she's like yep i am oh their dynamic is very old
0: but all of this was
1: i mean so
0: the show made it they, they set us up to make it look like rachel threw a shit fit and they all had to leave early because of her but and that was the narrative being put forth but that being said none of the other people were complaining about having to leave early like, when no, they got on the bus, no. they were like, oh, Rachel's being salty, whatever. But there was no, like, uh. And they were driving home, and it was du- dusk. Like, it was getting dark. Like, they would have been leaving. So, I don't buy this whole, like, Rachel made us leave early thing. Like, they were making yeah. it seem like that, but that is not the case at all.
1: Like, no, she threw I think... a shit
0: fit. She sat on the bus. And
1: then when everyone was ready yeah. to leave, they left. I think that's what happened. I think she just wanted to be alone and sat on the bus listening to her headphones. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Rob... This isn't Cameron's fault. This is Rob's fault and Rachel's fault for listening to Rob. Yeah. If my new boyfriend said, hey, do this, I'd be like, "Mm, no. What makes you think I can coach a beginner semi-pro over there?
0: And also Rob and Noah, I mean, I'm assuming it's because they wanted production to pay for it, but it's like, if you truly want to go shred the gnar, why (laughs) don't you two go together? (laughs) Like, why did you take everyone with you? Like, just you and Noah go snowboarding. Like, you didn't spend time with anyone all day anyway. So why would you make this a group activity? And what happened to the other guys?
1: I don't know. And Rob had never even snowboarded with Rachel before. So how did he know that she was even qualified to do anything with Cameron?
0: Yeah, I don't. It was the whole thing was weird.
1: Yeah, they should have just said, let's all do some technique for an hour. And then we'll go rip some shred the gnar. Shred the gnar. (laughs) Yeah. So then we go back to the IDA. And Noah, bless his heart, is helping Cassie prepare her routine for Hell's Bells. And that it's funny that he's not even really dancing in this scene, but when he does make little movements with his body to show her what he means, you can see the difference in yeah. just the way he carries himself, the fluidity, the rhythm. The It comes naturally to him in a way it doesn't to her. And I guess some would say that, but these are his moves. He's more the choreographer, but it just his his dancing seems much more natural to me.
0: Oh, 100%. Although I did think it was absolutely hysterical that he thinks that jazz hands are sexy.
1: Yes. So he says, you know, do splits and twirl your hair and, you know, your fingers make them sexy.
0: But literally does like spirit fingers. And then he's like, you know, it doesn't work for me because I'm a guy. And I was like, it's no one makes spirit fingers sexy. That's not a sexy thing.
1: I think he... He says spirit fingers, you know, like sparky, plastery, and bring it up. But I think what he means is like use your hands in a sexy way. But he doesn't do that. He wiggles his fingers. Yeah, he's
0: full on did spirit fingers. So, like, that is yeah. not sexy. No one thinks that's sexy. <laughs>
1: no, it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, so then we briefly go to Saddle Ranch, and Rob and Rachel haven't spoken since the snowboarding trip, which I find I don't, I mean, we don't know what day it is, but to be it fair, could be the next day. I know, but at the same time, like, they call each other... Rachel says boyfriend a lot. He says girlfriend. Yeah, I can't... I don't understand this relationship. And she says all she wanted to do was hang out with Rob. And then he didn't take her side. So she's mad and she doesn't want to talk to him. I don't entirely disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, her response is never what I agree with. But, yeah, if, yeah, Rob's snowboarding away from me like that, that would piss me off, too. For sure and then we go to frank's favorite place the viper room so the hell's bells have a show i guess and so this on is a where monday right so this is where i was wondering what this event really was and i'm curious to hear your thoughts so the hell's bells have this performance where there's what five of them maybe
0: yeah i think it was five five or six um
1: putting on A burlesque show, or just like a a dance, at the Viper Room. Everybody's watching. Noah says they look sexy and they killed it. And then they bring out Cassie by herself. So is this like a a closed event, and they're inviting almost like an open mic night where they're having dancers sort of like see if they can be a Hell's Bell, and it's only people they invited. I don't think
0: so because on that they show the marquee. And it just says, like, hell's Hellsville burlesque dancers.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Shit. I should have looked up the dance group. Next time. I mean, I
0: have a feeling that it was one of their performances. And so probably in between acts, they were like, we're going to throw this chick up there and have her audition in front of people and see how she does.
1: Okay. All right. I mean, that makes sense.
0: I also don't get why they're calling it burlesque because none of what I saw out of, I mean, Cassie, I guess, was a little bit more burlesque than the troupe was, and we didn't see a ton of the troupe, but they were just kind of dancing in lingerie. It wasn't, like, to me, burlesque is, like, old-timey and feathers and boas and seductive. You know, this was just kind of like, to me, it was more pussycat dolls than burlesque. So then maybe would, the Pussycat Dolls consider themselves burlesque. Who knows?
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Do the Pussycat Dolls consider themselves burlesque? Because in my mind, burlesque is more like Dita Von T's, Yeah. You know, like, and that, I think that's traditionally what it means. But I think at this time, there was a lot of blur around that definition because of the Pussycat Dolls. That's my guess. Um, so anyway, we watch Cassie perform her dance. And she's got the her costume on and she looks cute it's i mean it's very of the time maybe even a little bit before the time um she's wearing like a fedora and a tie and a blazer and then has like a gold boy short and kind of like bustier thing underneath with fishnets um so you know she's dancing she's (laughs) she's doing her kicking and her hair flipping the way she was before she puts her hat on nick and then she throws the tie over around nick too and kisses him in front of everybody um and it felt a little stripper ish to me this time now that she has a costume and she's slowly removing things and i'm with you in that burlesque to me is like they take things off but it's in a teasing kind of way it's not like a ripping and throwing kind of <laughs> um so then she says that she kicks her legs so hard she knocks herself off balance which is what we saw in the trailer I will say it was less funny in the show. The trailer Agreed. was way better.
0: Yeah. Isolated by itself. It was much funnier than watching it in the actual dance.
1: Yeah. In the dance, it was kind of sad because then she loses her choreography and her beat a little bit. And her shoe. And she breaks her shoe. So if she actually doesn't break it. It becomes unbuckled. Um, Which I feel like that is dancer 101. You never trust the buckle. You always safety pin, but I don't know. Mm. So then she has to make a choice as she's dancing, whether she needs to carry on the dance with a shoe that isn't buckled and possibly break her neck. So she says, or she needs to kick it off and just kind of go without it. And so she she keeps dancing. She kicks off the shoe. It almost hits Alex, I think. No, Rachel. Rachel. God. that's a that's a public fight waiting to happen and she's ripping off her blazer nick is i will say nick who grew on me a lot in this episode because he's really smitten with her he's like loving this what he thinks is a private show in his mind (laughs) um and so she finishes the dance she manages not to fall again and things go fine with her dancing without a shoe but she thinks it's going to affect you know the hell's bells decision about her and Nick brings her roses in the, in the dressing room, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> like it's her big break. You know what I mean? It was just, I don't know. There's something very sweet about it. And everybody gives her high fives and is, is very proud of her. Um, so then presumably it's the next day, maybe the day after we're back at Saddle Ranch for the final scene. Um, and Alex again is asking Rob what's going on with Rachel. And he says that he's always dealing with Rachel and he's getting a little tired of it. And Alex says, stick it out and be strong for her. Um, I don't love that advice. And Rob says that he's tired of putting out her fires.
0: Well, I think Alex's narrative in this whole thing, and the entire episode, has been Rachel is a disaster area. You have the best chance of keeping her under control. So therefore, you need to step up to the plate and be that for her.
1: Yeah. Maybe Rachel should but, try being less of a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Cassie is... I think it's in her confessional, she says the Hell's Bells kind of came at her with a don't call us, we'll call you, which doesn't seem uncommon in the audition world to me. But then they visit her at work and they ask her how she thinks it went. And she said, it felt great to be performing again, but she knows she could have done better. Um, And they give her some feedback and they say, this is LA, there are hundreds of great technical dancers. I would say thousands. (laughs) At least hundreds feels very small, Um, especially considering they're putting her in that category. Um, So um, they say that she actually pulled off the losing of her shoe and they think that she has potential if she's willing to work really hard and Cassie is thrilled. And then as she, she says, she's ready to work hard. and She can't wait. As she walks away, they say, we have our work cut out for us. (laughs)
0: I just think it's ridiculous that we're supposed to believe that a business, which is what this dance troupe is, would come to a a prospective employee's place of employment to tell them they got the job. Like, it's nuts. Like, give me a fucking break.
1: Yeah. Um, But she goes in to tell everybody. And she tells Nick. And she wants to give Nick a hug. And then she says, but we're not allowed to. So, you go. No touching at Saddle Ranch, guys.
0: Nope no hugging
1: no hugging. Can high five right so then she tells noah who gives her a high five and then this is where we get a little bit more information because she says to noah that she's basically a fill-in girl so if someone is sick or calls out or can't perform with the hell's bells cassie's like on the beat list an understudy yeah i mean and she can't be the highest one on that list no yeah um i mean let's and- be honest
0: this was all a giant ploy to get hell's bells burlesque troop publicity on this show like let's whatever like i i would be yeah. shocked if cassie even worked there for one minute
1: i'm also maybe cassie wasn't a dancer and they just wanted one of the cast to pretend to be and she was like well i used to be a cheerleader and they said go for it oh
0: no i think that she's was okay truly, like wants to be a dancer
1: okay um, but anyway, it's very sweet that Nick says he feels a little jealous that she's going to be dancing in front of other men. And then he says, but I'm really excited for her. Yeah, He's he's very endearing this episode, I will say. Yeah. Grew me. And when Noah gives Cassie another high five, he says, keep doing your shit, girl. Noah. Noah and Nick. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Highlights of my episode. But that's it.
0: That's it. And then it seems to the next, it seems that like well, we get of course more rachel and rob drama because how could we not and yep. then i think they're headed towards wrapping up other people's storylines because nancy gets a meeting with kim vo um and um, what's his face her little buddy gets like a dave. Uh, dave gets a audition i think or a callback or something um and cameron may or may not be getting proposed to
1: yep Dirty jurors is coming yeah, to town
0: because we only have two episodes left. They so got to wrap it up.
1: Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. All
0: right. Well, all of, we'll talk to all of you in two weeks and we'll, uh, fingers crossed that Cameron gets the proposal of her dreams. <laughs> I hope it involves the bull. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs>
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of one hit. Wonderful. You can find us online
0: on Twitter and Instagram at one hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's
1: Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at hey, it's Mare B.
0: Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.